who passed through his open gates with the password of praise, come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have the privilege of worshiping Yahweh our God. For he is our creator and we belong to him. We are the people of his pleasure. You can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come, bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For Yahweh is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you, and he is famous for his faithfulness towards all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Lift up a great shout of joy to Yahweh. Go ahead and do it, everyone, everywhere. Worship Yahweh with gladness. Sing your way into his presence with joy. And realize what this really means. We have...
It is so great to see you all here this evening at Victor Christian Fellowship as we get in the position to receive refreshing, times of refreshing coming from God's presence, coming to us, touching us where we need Him most, His strength, His power. Father, we glorify the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that Jesus, you rule and reign in this place. And we honor, bless you, and praise you. We reverence you. We respect you, Lord. Have your way in us, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Stand together and worship tonight. Reaching for the prize, I'm giving everything. I give my life for this. It's what I live for. Nothing will keep me from all that you have for me. You hold my head up high.
Thank you, Lord, that you have come in to bring us out into your greatness, into your goodness, into your blessing, into your fullness. Thank you, Lord, that your river is flowing, your fire is burning, your wind is blowing, and your body is growing. Oh, we just love you, Lord. Lord, we're stepping into your presence. Thank you for being here and thank you for speaking to us. My word is accurate, reliable, and true. Whatever I said, I meant it for you. Take hold of my word, for it's the platform from which you operate. And I will do great and mighty things through you. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say, Lord, do great and mighty things through me. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, you may have your seats. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. Hello, VCF. Hello. Okay. I I have so much to tell you. <laughs> um, so first thing is I read in 1 Corinthians 1, verse 3. It's Paul talking, and he says, May joyous grace and endless peace be yours. That's the first half, okay? Well, I learned joyous grace. First off, did you ever put joy and grace together? That's just so exciting, okay? But... In the footnote, this is the Passion Translation, it says that grace, the word for it, means favor, supernatural potency. It's a fun word, potency. Okay. (laughs) And it also means that God's beauty and charm is upon you. Right? We are beautiful and charming people. Did you ever think of that? I, I was so excited I was reading that. I was like, that's right. So when I go about, that's what I think of. With God's grace, I'm beautiful and charming. And all of you are too. Okay, so for our announcements, we have lots of announcements. I'm so excited. There's lots happening. I'm going to start with Thursday. I got to go in order. <laughs> okay, so tomorrow, Thursday, is Bible Adventure. Bible Adventure has been growing. That's for our third through our fifth graders at our local elementary schools. We have great vision. We want all of the elementary schools to participate, okay? So it is growing, and the kids are excited to be here and to take the time out of school to come and learn about Jesus and share with all of their friends. They have a great time. And that's from around 1230 to 230. And then Saturday, Saturday is the youth breakfast. Our theme for this month is righteousness, and I'm going to be teaching. All I know is that it's going to be about righteousness at this point. (laughs) But it's going to be good, okay? So come on out. That's N9, 9 to 11. Tell youth that you know we have a wonderful time. And plus you get breakfast. All right. And then Sunday, Sunday is November 12th. I do the date so I get things in order too. Um, Pastor Nelson will actually be preaching at Harrisburg First Nepali Church. I know, isn't that so exciting? We are taking our gifts to 
all of the community, Harrisburg, Lebanon, wherever we're at, Palmyra, the whole area. We want to set the whole counties, all of Pennsylvania on fire for Jesus. So he's preaching. It's um, the address is 7150 Sandy Hollow Road, Harrisburg, PA. So it is an awesome time. It's going to be fire. It's at 5 p.m. So come on out and support Pastor Nelson if you are able to. Okay, so that's Sunday. Tuesday, then, (laughs) we have this generation, the middle school program. That has been growing as well, and they have more new kids as word is spreading through the middle schools. And that is from 125 to 225. And I know that they're looking for volunteers. And like I said, if you know middle school age kids or even as like the Bible adventure kids as they graduate into the middle school, now we have a place like they can continue to come here to church. So that's a great program. And then that's Tuesday afternoons. Tuesday evenings, we have New Generation Air Force. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, so that is from 6 to 8. We have been doing fun activities. We've made funnel cakes and caramel apples, and we're doing lots of just, like, fall activities. And the presence of God shows up every Tuesday, so I encourage all the youth to come out to that as well. All right, and then Wednesday. We're back on Wednesday again, a whole week later. (laughs) It seems so far away, but it will come quickly. We are having a prayer and praise night. Yeah, that's the announcement for that one. (laughs) Okay, that is, like I said, regular Wednesday night. Well, it's not regular. That is Wednesday night refreshing. It's going to be extra special. We're going to have lots of praise songs happening, and we're specifically praying for Israel. So it's something a little bit different. I invite people to come as well. I invite everybody to all of the events, okay? Let's just make that clear. (laughs) Okay, that's all the um, short-term events, okay? (laughs) And then we have more long-term events. (laughs) The joyous grace is happening right now. I just want you to know, okay? All right. Um, Pastor Doug and Reverend Gabe Pishka and Reverend Steve Hoffman are all going to Liberia. (laughs) They are going to have a victory crusade. By the way, it's really hot up here, too. (laughs) Okay. They're having a victory crusade. Fire is going to fall all over Liberia and the whole area. I encourage you to participate financially, prayerfully, spiritually, all the ways we support Pastor Doug and everything that's happening, okay? <laughs> and then, bless the children home. Um, Christmas is coming for all of those in the holiday spirit as soon as November 1st hit, which is not me, but that's okay. Um, they, we want to give all sorts of gifts to the children, not just at Christmas time, but in general. But Dr. Fiona has a specific, <laughs> has a specific list of items, so I encourage you to participate. You can go to um, the website, and now it's also on Facebook as well. <laughs> I think I got everything. <laughs> Father, just touch her right now in Jesus' name. It is one of those nights. So I would encourage you to yield. 
as the Holy Spirit moves. It's good to have uh, Kelsey back. She is uh, she's visiting as we have a wedding this weekend in, in our family. And uh, hallelujah. Glory. Well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be talking to you tonight about filling the empty void. So God's going to do some filling. So filling the empty void from not enough to more than enough. How, how many want to go from not enough to more than enough? You can have more than enough joy. Hallelujah. I think we have some uh, kids. No, no, They're staying in here tonight. All right. There's no room for any religious stiffness in this place tonight. <laughs> the Holy Ghost fell in the announcements. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there is a joy that is the, the joy of the Lord. Our Lord is joyful. Hallelujah. <laughs> while, uh, while driving to church this morning, <laughs> I was inspired. <laughs> A merry heart does good like medicine. So y'all take your medicine. Call me in the morning. <laughs> We're just getting Pastor Nelson ready for Sunday night. like the spring right here and the water's just pumping out (laughs) 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 (laughs)
You know, God's cure for emptiness is fullness. God's goal for your life is to, for you to be full. And so he moves in ways to fill you. Amen? So, if you came here tonight and you're empty... You're not going to be empty for long. You know, God wants to invest in you. (laughs) He wants to pour into you. John 7. John 7. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. John 7, 37. Come on, get on flight 737. Captain Jesus is taking us somewhere. Whoo. 
Thank God for this pole, but I might fall down if it wasn't here. <laughs> John seven thirty seven. In the last day, we're in the last days. That great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, <laughs> let him come to me and drink. It's time to come to Jesus and drink. <sighs> we got some drinkers in here tonight. We come to Jesus. We come to the Word. (laughs) The only requirement is to thirst. (laughs) So if you thirst, come to me and drink. (laughs) Thank God for drinkers. And not only do, okay, you have to come and you have to drink. How do you drink in the spirit? You open your mouth. And drink and believe. Believe on Jesus. As the scripture said, so believe like the word says. (coughs) And out of your belly, out of your belly (laughs) shall flow rivers of living water you got rivers of living water flowing out rivers of living water why rivers why rivers why not a lake why not a pond because only moving water generates power so rivers rivers Hydroelectric dam. (laughs) Mm. So you came out on a Wednesday night because you're thirsty. And you came to VCF because we're serving drinks. And because you believe, out of your belly is flowing rivers. Notice more than one river. Rivers of living water. I've got a river of life flowing out of me. Makes the lame to walk in the blind to see. Opens prison doors, set the captives free. You got you got a river of life flowing out of you? More than one. Rivers. Rivers. 
and they're flowing. They're flowing from your innermost being. From spirit to spirit. (laughs) Hallelujah. I do have a word for you tonight. And we may or may not get to it. (laughs) You know, one translation says a continual flow. Isaiah 58, verses 10 to 12. (laughs) We got some holy announcements here. Isaiah 58, 10. And if you draw out your soul to the hungry and satisfy the afflicted soul, then shall your light rise in obscurity and the darkness shall be as noonday. And the Lord shall guide you continually and satisfy your soul in drought. Amen? You know, God can satisfy you in drought. He can feed you in a famine and he can satisfy you in a drought. It has nothing to do with circumstances. It has everything to do with God. God can turn a desert into a fruitful field. And and make make fat your bones. (laughs) And you shall be a well-watered garden. And a spring of water whose waters fail not. Fail not. Hallelujah. So tonight we're a well-watered garden. Why? Because God wants you full. To be empty means to be void. It means to have nothing. It means to be unsatisfied. It means to want of understanding. It means to be hollow. Some of you are going through some things like this. But God wants to fill you tonight. I wrote some things down about Psalm 123 with just a different perspective. Jesus, your good shepherd, he wants to fill you until you're overflowing. He doesn't want to just fill you to have enough. He wants to fill you with more than enough. And you've got to get in the overflow. You've got to get in the overflow. Amen? He wants his ministers to minister out of the overflow. He wants you to love one another out of the overflow. Out of the excess. So according to Psalm 23... He wants to feed, lead, and guide you into goodness where you shall not want anymore. How many know? Say, God's leading, feeding, and guiding us. Amen? Amen. And the reason that he does that is he doesn't want you to want because he's a good shepherd. Man, he's so good because he takes care of the wants. Well, I thought God only took care of needs. Well, no, 
He's my good shepherd and I shall not want. Well, why aren't you wanting? Because he's so good. Say, God is good to me. Say, God is good to me every day. Say, God's always going to be good to me. You know, he can't help but be good. That's his nature. God is good. All goodness originates from him. Amen? He wants you to lie down in green, lush, plentiful pastures where he can lavish his love on you. Think about that. He wants you to lie down in rich, lavish, lush, plentiful pastures so that he can just lavish his love on you. You know, the world needs to know that God loves them because love covers a multitude of sins. Love casts out fear and love never fails. So if you want to witness of someone, number one, tell them God loves them. Number two, tell them they're forgiven. God's not holding anything against anyone. And number three, tell them God has a plan for their life. And your plan starts with knowing Jesus as Savior. That's where the plan begins to unfold. Hallelujah. He wants to take you where his peace that passes understanding flows over you and guards your heart and mind. So that you lie beside still quiet waters of his comfort, compassion, and completeness. You know, the Bible says we stand complete in him. The only thing that will make a person complete is Jesus. Another person will not make you complete. A career will not make you complete. Only Jesus can make you complete. Hallelujah. He wants to reset, refresh, and restore your soul. Some of you could need some restoration in your soul. A reset, a refresh, and a restoration in your soul. Why in your soul? Because in our soul, that's where we have the problems. Because our soul connects to the world, and that's where things enter in and affect us in our soul. Hallelujah. So, Psalm 119.25, it says, My earthly life clings to the dust. Revive and refresh me according to your word. Say, revive and refresh. God will revive and refresh you according to his word. You can take his word in. You can eat it. You can drink it. Amen? And it's soul food. <laughs> Psalm 119, verse 88. 119, verse 88. According to your steadfast love, refresh me and give me life so that I may keep and obey the testimony of your mouth. Refresh me and give me life. God is refreshing. You know, just in a short contact with the world, you need some refreshing. God's a breath of fresh air. He anoints you with fresh oil. Tonight he's going to give you a fresh word. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty eight, he said, come to me all you who are weary and heavy burdened. Maybe you came tonight because you're weary or you're heavy burdened. 
But what do you get when you come to him? He said, I will give you rest. God wants to give you rest. Not eight hours of sleep, but a rest from stress. A rest from the things of the world. A rest from negative things. Amen? God will give you rest. He said, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble of heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Say, my soul's at rest tonight. See, because Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath, you can rest anywhere, anytime, anyplace. Amen? And then, of course, our founding scripture for Wednesday night is Acts 3.19. It says, so repent that you're, and return. Some people need to return. Maybe they've repented, but they need to return. So that your sins may be wiped away, blotted out, completely erased. Woo! So that times, plural, just like rivers, plural, of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord, restoring you like a cool wind on a hot day. A cool wind on a hot day. (laughs) You know I think if, if Jesus were to make a commercial, he'd, he'd show up like the Kool-Aid man. And he'd say, hey, Jesus! You know, the guy would say, hey, Kool-Aid. He would come crashing through. Jesus says, hey, Jesus. So he guides you in right paths for his namesake. You change in his name. If there's anything that needs to be changed in you, it can be changed in his name. If there's anything that needs to be fixed in you, it can be fixed in his name. If there's anything that needs to be aligned in you, it can be aligned in his name. All right? This isn't even the word that I'm going to get to yet. This is just, this is just the, the hors d'oeuvres. He destined and appointed and ordained you to fearlessly walk through sunless valleys. Death may cast a shadow on you, but it won't affect you. Death can cast a shadow on you, but it's not going to affect you. Why? Death for a believer is a promotion. You step out of a dead body and say, that was easy. And you, you step out of a dead body and you enter into glory. We can face death fearlessly. And we don't have to sorrow like everybody else. Why? Because we know the, we know the, the result of but it's for believers. Unbelievers, they're going to be sorrowful, but believers, and I'm not saying that you can't express grief, but you are not alone on the right path. He will walk with you. Isn't that comforting? Say, God's with me. Say, God's for me. He's not against me. Yeah, he's with you. He's for you. You're not going to have a greater cheerleader than God. God's cheering you on. He wants you, he's, he's done everything he can to get you on the right path. Amen? He's done everything he needs to do. He has given you his rod or his word, his staff and his Holy Spirit to guide, comfort, and console you. To, to, to soothe, calm, and support you. Hallelujah. God's a soother, he's a soothing calm. 
He has prepared a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Focus more on God's goodness than the evil of your enemies. The enemy, when the enemy messes with you, just say, shut up, I'm eating. <laughs> yeah, the enemy tries to, to, to harm you. Shut up, I'm eating. <laughs> Pay more attention on the table that's set before you than the evil of your enemies. Pay more, focus more on God's goodness than, than evil. Amen? Sit, eat, and enjoy. That's what we're doing tonight. You know, God has spiritual fruit. All, some of y'all eating some Fruit Loops tonight. <laughs> he, anoint, he has anointed you and refreshed your head with oil, the soothing work and the invigorating power of Holy Spirit. Whoo! His anointing releases overflow because the anointing causes your cup to run over. And don't put your hand on that cup when it starts to run over. Let it flow. Let it get everywhere. Like when you take a shower and you lather yourself with body wash, let God lather you with the Holy Ghost. Amen? Surely, definitely, and absolutely, goodness, mercy, and unfailing love shall follow you your whole life. You shall dwell in his house and presence forever. Amen. Amen? Amen. All right. Now let's get to the word that God gave me to give. Second Kings 4. Second Kings 4. This is the word that God gave me to give you. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Say, God wants me full. full. Say, his fullness fullness is the cure for my emptiness. His fullness fullness satisfies my void. void. Hallelujah. One time we were at Gatlinburg. This was on a a youth trip, and we were taking one of those uh, uh, cable cars up to the mountain, right? And uh, I was talking about a preacher should be able to preach at the drop of a hat, meaning they ought to be ready to preach. And I I did a little test. I said, give me a subject and I'll make a sermon out of it. And someone said, a donut. And I said, God made us like a donut. He put a void in the center of us that only he can fill. And his word is sweet to eat. So I preached about a donut. All right, so 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1. Now, one of the wives of a man of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha for help, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. Okay? So, that's the the bad news. Her husband died, all right? A marriage was void of a head, a leader, and a patriarch. Okay? There was a void there. There was an emptiness there. Okay? Now, she said to Elisha, you know that your servant feared the Lord. All right? He feared the Lord. He reverenced, honored, and respected the Lord. He followed after the Lord, and he served the Lord. All right? But yet he died. Okay? 
Something negative happened in life. He finished his course on earth. We don't know why he died, but when, because he served the Lord, we know where he is. And, and when you get to heaven, you can meet this guy. All right? See, I read about you. Okay? The same Lord that you receive, accept, and believe is the same Lord who can deliver you, help you, save and rescue you, and sustain you. He will give you victory. The same Lord that you serve, when you experience a hard time, when you experience a time when, when a void is created because someone died or something happened, something tragic happened, there's a void. God will fill that void. Okay? So this is the word for you. All right? Then she, t- she said, the creditor is coming. All right? The creditor is coming. There were insufficient resources. Okay? To take care of the family. They were unable to take care of their obligations. Their accounts were hollow. They accumulated debt. Don't plan to leave your family in debt. If you're still living, you can plan so that your family's not in debt. Amen? God will get you out of debt. Okay, that's two amens. I'm going to tell you, God will get you out of debt. God can get you out of debt. How many want to be free from debt? Amen? You can be. Dr. Phil and I, we're almost free from debt. Hallelujah. And we're going to get free, amen? Quicker than expected. All right? So, maybe the creditor's coming for you. There's insufficiency or there's void. There's a need that needs to be filled. Okay? So then, uh, you know, but thank God the wife knew where to go to get the answer. She cried out to Elisha, the prophet, the man of God. All right? You got to get a hold of God. When things come up in life, get a hold of God. If you, ain't, if you haven't been practicing holding on to God, it's hard to get a hold of God when things come up. You got to start practicing holding on to God. That means you got to have a godly lifestyle. You got to walk with God every day, right? One step at a time, one day at a time. Follow God, all right? Uh, teach us to pray, Lord. Give us our, our, our weekly bread, daily. our monthly bread, daily. daily. Everybody say daily. Walking with Jesus is a daily walk. Because every day you've got new choices, new challenges, different things come up. But if you have Jesus, he'll get you through the day. So this woman knew, she cried out to him, pray in faith believing. Pray in faith believing. Trust in the Lord because you know him. Amen? Be bold, loud, and determined. Say, I'm bold. I'm loud. And I'm determined. That's faith. Okay? Be fully persuaded that he has what you need. Does God have what you need? Philippians says he'll meet your needs according to his riches and glory. Not the world, not the earth, not the government, but his riches and glory. His standard, his supply, his resources. That's how he meets your need. Your, your, your needs are met from heaven, not from earth. Although God uses resources on earth, but they come from heaven. Amen? Um, Know that the Lord is the source of all good things. 
Know that he's given you everything freely to enjoy. God wants you to enjoy some things. Amen? And then we have a Holy Spirit to let us know what's been given to us. All right? To, to receive what you want and fill the void, you need a word from God. This is your word tonight. I'm giving you the word. The word is in, in 2 Kings 4. All right? You need a prophetic word, an inspired word. A word, a right now word. You need a rhema logos word. That's a written spoken word. Amen? Did you know when God speaks his word to your situation, that's the key that unlocks every door? Because Jesus is the master key that opens up anything. Amen? And just like a key gets inside of a lock, he wants to get inside of your heart and he wants to turn some things. He wants to turn some things around. He wants to help you turn some things down that were meant to trap you or to destroy you ultimately. Okay? So, go to the Lord because he has every answer. He can meet every need, want, and desire for every problem that you'll ever face. You will never go to the Lord and find him saying, what am I going to do now? God already knows what he's going to do because he's already seen you in the situation. He knows the end before the beginning. And he said, but you did good calling on me, so now I can help you. You know, God's not going to move unless you call on him. Okay? So then the, the, the prophet Elisha said two things. He said, what sh- number one, what shall I do for you? The woman came to him. He said, what shall I do for you? Be specific in your request. Answer every problem, every challenge, and difficulty, and every enemy with faith. Did you know that you have a sword of the Spirit and you have a shield of faith? And you can answer every challenge with faith. Faith is your way out of every challenge. Faith is your way through every mountain. Faith is your way through every difficulty. Okay? What shall I do for you? Did you know that David knew he was going to win when he showed up? He knew it. He knew what he believed. He spoke boldly and confidently. As proof, he rehearsed past victories. Has anyone ever gotten a victory from God? Raise your hand if you've gotten a victory. You know, it's, it's, it's a faith builder to rehearse past, vic- past victories. Because you, ser- you serve a God who's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he, if he gave you a victory in the past, he, he'll give you a victory now. David rehearsed his victories before the new challenge. Okay? He used spiritual weapons against a giant that had no covenant with God. The weapons of your warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. Okay? Um, David knew his advantage... And the outcome, and he spoke the end result. I'm going to cut off your head and feed your body to the birds. Right? David said, I'm going to make a giant bird food. How about Joshua? Joshua knew before he went to Jericho that God had already given the, the city, its king, and the warriors into Joshua's hand. 
When you, when you know that God's already given you something, you already know that you won. Amen? You got to know what God's given you. Amen? So Joshua, all, had, all Joshua had to do was follow the divine plan of God. He had to do what God told him to do. God's instructions on how to take that city. Joshua did what God said. Walls of Jericho fell flat. Jericho was taken. Rahab and her family were spared, saved, and rescued. And Rahab's future generations were changed for eternity. You know why? She became part of the righteous line. She went from a prostitute to a preacher's wife. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I don't know if her her husband was a preacher, but he's in the family line of Jesus. All right. Then the second question that the prophet asked the woman is, what do you have in your house? You know, if you want a miracle, just look to what you have. God will use what you have. Say, God will use what I have. All right. Miracles begin with what you have. You can have faith like a mustard seed. But with the mustard seed of faith, you can kindle a miracle. You know, fires start with kindling. Shavings of wood or something small. But then once they're lit, you can add bigger things to it. Your mustard seed of faith looks small, but it's powerful and mighty. It produces great things. Amen? You have the name of Jesus, don't you? That's like, that's like one of those fire sticks where you put metal on metal and you make sparks. The name of Jesus makes sparks. Right? Um, you have his word, his promises, and his Holy Spirit. You have all the ingredients for a miracle right at your disposal right now. Hallelujah. So what do you have in your house, your hand, and your life? Use it for the Lord. Okay? But then the woman said, all I have is a small jar of oil. Everybody say small. God gets excited with small things because he can make them big things. I wrote a few things down. All right. Moses had a staff to part the Red Sea. And I'm not talking people. I'm talking a stick. A stick is small in comparison to a Red Sea, but you got a big God that inhabits the stick. Elisha had a mantle and a double portion to do twice as much. He had Elijah's coat. That he, First thing he did was split the Jordan, and it's recorded he did twice as many miracles as Elijah because he had a double portion. Abraham had faith in God's nature, character, and word. That's all he had. He didn't even have a written Bible. Think about that. Because Moses wrote the book of Genesis. So when he was writing about Abraham, Abraham didn't have a Bible. He didn't even have a scroll. He didn't even have a prophet. But he had a word from God. Small things make big differences. Gideon had 300 men. It's a small army when you're taking on 100,000. Joshua had seven priests with seven trumpets. Think about that. Seven priests and seven trumpets plus the Israel. 
But really, seven priests and seven trumpets made walls fall flat. David had a slingshot and five stones. Esther had a long shot. It was a long shot that if she walked before the king and wasn't summoned, she would have been dead. But, but she took the risk and she got the favor. So David had a slingshot. Esther had a long shot. But how many know when you got God, a long shot is a short shot, is a sure shot? We, we, if it's a long shot or short shot, it's a bullseye when you, when you got God. All right? So a small, everybody say a small jar of oil. Joseph had a dream in a coat. That's all he had. Peter had a boat in a net. A little boy had a lunch. Servants had three pots and water at a wedding. Philip had a message about Christ when he went to Samaria. Changed the city with a message. Because the Bible says he proclaimed Christ. Paul and Silas had a praise and a song. That's all they had. Shook a jailhouse. Jarius had a worshipful heart. Got his daughter healed and risen from the dead. A sinner woman had tears and oil that she anointed Jesus with. And she got her salvation. Mary had an alabaster box worth a year's wage. An alabaster box isn't that big, but it's valuable. The widow of Zarephath had a meal and some water. Gave her food for a famine. God had a son and a spotless lamb. And he saved the world with it. Jesus had 12 to 120 followers. Changed the entire world. Why do I say 12 to 120? Because 120 showed up on the day of Pentecost. There were others, but some had died. But All right? Okay? So she had a small jar of oil, but when you have something small and you put it in God's hands, it's powerful. Amen? Then... He said, the prophet said, go to your neighbors and borrow empty pots. This is important. You are surrounded by empty vessels. You are surrounded by neighbors that have empty lives, that have empty dreams, that have empty things. In their, you are surrounded by empty pots. She, the prophet said, go to the neighbors and gather the empty pots. Okay? They're your neighbors, your co-workers, your associates, your friends, your family members, and strangers. They are empty. They are void, and they need to be filled with God's love, God's goodness, God's power, God's forgiveness, God's wisdom, strength, hope, and peace. You need to bring in the empty pots. You need to go to them. You need to bring them in so that they can be filled with the power of God. She had to go to the neighbors, get the empty pots, and bring them to the place so that they could be filled. That's what the prophet said. Right? It is urgent. If there was ever a time to witness and share the gospel, it is now. 
Forget about what they think about what you do. Just share. You know, if it wasn't for someone coming into the restaurant where I was a cook, coming in smiling and talking about Jesus, I might not have gotten out of my backslidden state. But because he came in and was sharing Jesus all the time, it made me want to get right with God. And I I went and rededicated my life. And I've never been the same since. I'm grateful for, for that man. Him and I became best friends. And he's 10 years older than me. Hallelujah. All right? So you've got to go in and get the empty pots because it's urgent. Bring them to VCF. Bring them to the Lord. Offer them the greatest gift of all, salvation or eternal life. So God set up an, a, a, a filling assembly line, right? Her and her sons. They would bring the empty pots to her, she would pour in the oil, and they would set the pot aside. Bring another empty pot, fill it with oil, set it aside. Bring another empty pot, fill it with oil, set it aside. Okay? God, so you bring the empty, get them filled, set them to the side, ready to be used. She set them aside, but God set you apart. He takes the, the vessels that have been filled with the oil. He sets you apart for his purpose. We are, you are a vessel of honor. Meet for the master's use. Prepared unto every good work. Set him a vessel of honor. You haven't been set aside. You've been set apart for such a time as this. God knew that you could handle this time. He knew that you could live in this time. He knew that you could live in this area. And he, he's equipped you with the word. You guys are mighty warriors. You're prayer warriors. You're witness warriors. You have the power within you to change your neighborhood, to change your community, to change your generations. But we need some radical people who are unafraid and unashamed to share Jesus in public settings. Some of you have already done that, but we got to increase that. All right? She left Elisha, and then she shut the door because the prophet said, go in, your room, go in your house and shut the door. All right? Get in God's presence where oil flows from a rich supply. We were getting bathed in oil earlier. Amen? Let him fill you with Holy Spirit and his word. Our doors are, not, our doors are open, but they're shut physically. Right? And you're in here and you're being filled. And you're being set apart for God. Why does God fill you? So that you have something to give when you go. So that wherever you're going tomorrow, you're not going empty handed. You're going with fullness. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, don't get drunk with wine. For that's wickedness, corruption, or stupidity. Wine can represent anything of the world, okay? (laughs) But be filled with the Spirit. You know, being filled with the Spirit is a whole lot better than getting drunk with wine. I've had both. I've been drunk with wine. Pastor was drunk? Oh, yeah. Being drunk with wine is not pleasant. You yawn in technicolor and it makes your bed do flip-flops. And it makes you stupid. (laughs) 
Okay, so be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. So wine or alcohol may be intoxicating, but it's not filling. There's a difference. Because wine lasts for a moment, but then it wears off. And it has nasty side effects. Amen? Wine leaves you emptier and with a greater void than what, what you had before. Wine has negative side effects, but the Holy Spirit has positive effects. You can get drunk on the Spirit, and it feels good. Amen? There's no, side, there's no negative side effects with it, only positive ones. All right? So the widow obeyed God. Miracles came and worked with the Word. Right? So she obeyed the instruction, and miracles work with the Word. Right? Not a, disobedience can't receive what God gives. If you're not willing to obey God, you can't receive from God. Okay? Um, all the containers were filled. Right? All who come to Jesus, all who yield to Jesus, all who truly believe in Jesus are filled with his fullness. Amen? Hallelujah. Those who come to Jesus will not be left out or forsaken. Everyone that showed up on the day of Pentecost, everyone got filled. Everyone showed up at Cornelius' house, everyone got filled. There wasn't one person at Cornelius' house that said, I didn't get mine. Where's mine? They all got it. Say all. Okay? So all the containers were filled. God's going to fill you. God has what his children's need, want, and desire. All right? Then, then the final instruction, go, sell, pay off, and live. Okay? Supernatural abundance, provision, and favor came to this woman. Everybody say supernatural. God miraculously filled the pots. Okay? The widow sold the oil. It must have been valuable and a necessary commodity. If you're able to sell it, people want to buy it. And people needed it. The widow worked by selling the oil. Maybe she set up an oil exchange. Maybe she put up a sign in front of her house, oil for sale. Right? Don't know how she sold it, but she sold it. And she went from being a widow to an oil tycoon. (laughs) She went from someone who was in debt that supernaturally got a commodity to sell. And guess what? What she had was not just enough to meet the need. What she had was enough to live. Pay off the debt and live. Everybody say live. There was enough money from that oil sale she could put her kids to college. There was enough money from that oil sale where she could buy a new vehicle. There was enough money where she could pay her off her mortgage. There was enough money where she could pay her electric bill for a year. Hallelujah. There was more than enough money. She had money to take care of the debt and to live. God wants to take care of your debt and he wants you to live. He wants you to live free. Imagine the money... That we use for debt going into the kingdom. Amen? 
You're not servicing the... I mean, our country has is $33 trillion in debt. I don't even know what the interest is on that. How, imagine the money it takes just to service the debt. They forgot about in God they trust. If you give the government given to the kingdom, God will wipe out $33 trillion. Can God wipe out $33 trillion of debt? Absolutely. Like it was nothing. It's like a little fly. Just shoo it off. Oh, I wrote this down. <laughs> Our God is not a tu- like a touches car wash. He wants to touch you in a powerful way. You know, touchless car wash, you just get water, but nothing scrubs on your car. Right? It's just, it's touchless. God's not a touchless God. He wants to touch you in a, he wants to touch your body, your mind, your finances, your life, your relationships, your future, your purpose, your family. His goal for you is to be filled with His fullness. Jesus calls you to come to him. If you have a heavy burden, you can find rest for your soul. He's the burden remover. You came in here with a heavy weight, you can leave much, much lighter. Amen? A sick and diseased and infirmed body is void of health. It needs to be filled with health. A lost soul is void of a connection or relationship with God. They need to receive Jesus to become a child of God. A fearful person is void of the Spirit of God. Because God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. You know, a a hurt person is one with something broken or a heart or another body part. Something's broken. They're void of healing and restoration, but the Lord wants to restore health to them and bring them back to 100% operating capacity. Say 100% operating capacity. Okay, let me just... Hmm. Ephesians one twenty two, and I'm done. So the word is 2 Kings 4. The word is God wants to fill your empty void. He wants to take you from not enough to more than enough. Not enough healing to more than enough health. Not enough finances to more than enough prosperity. Not enough strength to more than enough strength. Amen? That's the word for you on this November 8th, 2023. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 22 and 23. He put all things... In every realm, this is the Amplified, in subjection under Christ's feet. Every devil is subject to him. Every worldly system is subject to him. Amen? Everyone that thinks there's someone is subject to him. He put all things in every realm in subjection under Christ's feet and appointed him as the supreme and authoritative head over all things in the church. Jesus is the head of the church. So if you ain't part of a church, you you have messed up with your head. 
People who aren't connected to a church have lost their head. That just came to me right now. Okay? Verse 23, which is his body? The church is his body. See, I'm part of his body. The fullness, notice that word, the fullness of him who fills and completes all things in all. Hallelujah. The New Living Translation says, the church is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. He fills you with himself. He fills us with himself. Hallelujah. The contemporary or the... uh Contemporary Standard Bible says his body, the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way. The contemporary English version says the church is the body of Christ and is filled with Christ who completely fills everything. God wants to completely fill you so that there's no room left for anything else. I'm so full of God. Amen. All right. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has already been moving. But he's not done working. Glory to God. He's just shifting it into high gear. So I believe that there's some people that have come in here with an empty area of your life. And I don't know what that is. I'm not going to ask you what that is. I'm just going to release the fullness of God. God wants 